Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me every week is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. Hi, Katie. Hello. How was your weekend? Oh, it was great. I love Halloween so much. We record this on Monday, and it's uh, two days after Halloween. What did you dress up as? I dressed up as Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers, and my husband was Bob, and it was the most fun costume ever. And I didn't realize how many people watched that show until I went out to a bar dressed like Linda and got so much love. And everyone's like, Bobby, yeah. Linda. <laughs> and I was like, all right. All right. <laughs> the entire night. <laughs> did you have, Did you have? because uh, Katie brought in, if you watch Bob's Burgers, uh, they run a place called Bob's Burgers. <laughs> and uh, there's always a special hamburger or a burger. Yeah, burger of the day. And it's usually very pun oriented. And I carried around my little special burger of the day board with the kales from the crypt burger. Hey-o. And we actually even made the kales from the crypt burger. What's at on home. the kales from the crypt burger? Is this an actual like burger from the show? No, we just decided to m- invent something. And so we made burgers and we cut little jack lantern faces into the cheese. <laughs> And then, and then we made a kale salad that we put on the side instead of on top. But yeah, what, what kind of what kind of cheese was it? Uh, it was a Vermont cheddar. Oh, quality. <laughs> so it's a nice orange pumpkin, you know, jack o' lantern looking cheese. <gasps> oh, that would make sense. Yes, okay. I was just like, are you gonna go for like a spicy, like like something with jalapenos and like green, like ooh, creepy things in the cheese, or is like, oh, do you go for orange? We, that were, makes we sense. were going pumpkin. Mm. Um, I did not dress up. But... You didn't. No, but I walked around. There's a whole area. It seems like this happens a lot, I think, in most cities now where most people go trick-or-treating in neighborhoods as opposed to in their own neighborhood. Yeah. So we went to a part of town uh, where there's a lot of fancy houses. And uh, just we didn't trick-or-treat. We just wanted to see all the costumes. Yeah, all the costumes and the kids. Yeah. So it was fun, and then we watched uh, scary movies, uh, watched The Fog. Oh, very nice. Which is Classic. Yes, and um, The Haunting, the original Haunting. Okay, I've never seen that. Uh, Robert Wise directed it, 1963, black and white. I think it came right after he did The Sound of Music and West Side Story. That's very interesting. So it was interesting <laughs> that you would do this black and white horror film. Yeah. Um, about a haunted house. Yeah, okay. But, um, but it's 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 very effective for the time. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about pop music. Um, on this week's show, um, well, first, let me just say that the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is, of course, your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion like the one you just heard about <laughs> Halloween um, about this, this week's uh, big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop, pop, pop. <laughs> on this week's show, we welcome very special guest Megan Trainer. Yes. Who will be talking about her new Peanuts movie song, Better When I'm Dancing, and how she got involved with the film, and how she has new music, or not new music, but she has music in the new video game Just Dance 2016, um, and how she's uh, working on her own new music a little bit, not too far along, but she's working on a little bit of new music for her own next album, and she's also writing uh, music for other groups like Fifth Harmony. Um, so we'll talk about all that and more, and she was lovely to speak to, so stick around for that interview later on in the show. But before that, we're going to talk about, oh, you might have heard of this, Adele's Hello, which we've been talking about for the past, like, three weeks. <laughs> um, debuts at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with a huge, huge first week. We will talk about that. We'll talk about Five Seconds of Summer debuting at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with their new album. Uh, talk about Ariana Grande's new single, Focus. Focus on me. Um, plus, our 21 under 21 list, it is uh, sort of the, the, the best and brightest 
Uh, Music stars under 21, uh, Billboard.com unveiled that list uh, this week, or actually late last week. Yeah, Friday. And uh, we'll be talking about that. Um, But first, some housekeeping notes. If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode. See, I realize if you're on Billboard.com and you're and you're listening to this now, you're probably listening to it from a SoundCloud player. But did you know that we're also on iTunes? You can go to iTunes and subscribe and therefore bypass that whole thing of having to go to Billboard.com. Find it. And find it. And find it the down. tweet. Did Keith tweet it out at some point? Did Katie say something? I can't find a link. Where it is Or oh, it can just arrive directly on your phone. Uh, yes. <laughs> just go to iTunes and subscribe. It's simple. And it actually, they, they go up about at the same time yeah so i mean sometimes there's a lag but for the most part you you might get it shortly before the people on billboard.com see it (laughs) sneak peek and i hear that if you subscribe on itunes you get free money not really (laughs) i was like Um, tell me more really tell me more (laughs) um so make sure to give us a rating as well and review us uh, if you're on iTunes, um, because, you know, truly that actually does elevate our standings on iTunes. And, you know, the more people talk about it, you know, more people will, uh, you know, subscribe and stuff. Um, if you have any questions, uh, tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard podcast. Hi. And that's the end of the show, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks so much. That was lovely and amazing. Um, so, well, it, there is no other news right now except for the fact that Adele debuts at number one yeah. on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, I just tweeted about this. Of course, if you're listening to this now, you're hearing it 24 hours after the fact. But so many amazing statistics to go along with her debut at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, I am actually going to find Gary Trust's story here. Gary uh, manages the Billboard Hot 100. Wrote all about this t- today. It's been something we've been talking about for the past, like, I don't know, week, ever since the song came out. Like, how much is it going to do in its first week? Ever since that commercial with 20 seconds of the song came right. out, we've been talking about this. So uh, here we go. Uh, it sold 1.11 million downloads. Wow. To be more precise, 1,112,000 downloads in its first week. Uh, in the week ending October uh, 29th, according to Nielsen Music. 29th was last Thursday. Thursday, right? yep. Yeah. Which is easily the biggest uh, single sales week for a download song in Nielsen Music history. Um, the The previous record was actually 636,000. Flow Riders Right Round, which still seems like such a curious song for it to help the record. Yeah. Who knew? Flow Rider. We should we should look back at that and study it and, and like, see what why? happened. <laughs> um so yeah, it did uh one million one hundred and twelve thousand downloads. Uh it debuts at number one on the Billboard Hundred, as we said. It is Adele's fourth number one single, following Rolling in the Deep, Someone Like You and Set Fire to the Rain. It is the one thousand and forty eighth number one single on the Billboard Hot One Hundred. Oh my. Katie, can you name all 100? Uh, yeah. 1, no. <laughs> Let's get started. <laughs> can, you, can you name the very first number one single? Ooh, um, that would have been like in the 50s then? 1958. 1958. Ugh. I mean, Elvis? No, but someone that was kind of like Elvis. Interesting. Elvis. Uh, he, the person was Elvish. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was very, he was total dreamboat. Um, also an actor. Primarily known as an actor before he became a singer. And he came from a TV show, huge TV star on a huge TV show and then became a recording artist. 
that all sounds very fascinating, and yet I have zero guesses. Uh, Ricky Nelson. Oh, Ricky Nelson. Poor little fool. Okay. Poor little fool. Oh, okay. yeah. Very first number one. Hmm. Yep. Uh, so anyway, back to Adele. We we have a story in the current uh, issue, the current print issue of Billboard, which came out last Thursday. Um, and it's also the story is also online where we talk about uh, what the album could sell in its first yeah. week. And it would seem that a million is completely in the bag. It's like a foregone conclusion. It's already going to do a million um, in its first week, which is a feat. Because the only albums that have sold a million in a single week in the past, like, five, six years have been anything by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like, Taylor Swift's 1989 was the last album to sell a million copies in a single week a year ago. And right now, it would seem that industry sources all seem to think that a million is easy. Could even do a million five. What about two? Well, let's As go. our headline said. A million, <laughs> sure. What about two? It's like only, only one album has done uh, two million copies in a single week. And that is the single largest sales week on record in Nielsen music history. Was it? Was that... Um was that NSYNC? Yeah, NSYNC's No Strings Attached. Yeah. Did, I believe, it was 2.4 Didn't million. Didn't know Ricky Nelson, but I can know my NSYNC. <laughs> I, believe, I believe it was 2.4 million. Yeah, that's insane. Um, so, hello, Adele. You are number one. <laughs> Congratulations. Stop by the pop shop anytime. We look forward yes. to seeing you. At, isn't she playing Radio City? She is. Man, that is going to be the hottest ticket in oh, town. Oh, my God, yes. Come to L.A. Come to L.A. <laughs> I mean, I, I would like to think that she will... I mean, she's going to do SNL. She's going to do yeah. Radio City. Yeah. Um, I would imagine they'll probably film the Radio City show. Yeah. They'll probably release it later as a home movie, you know, like like she did at Royal Albert Concert mm-hmm. Hall a couple years ago. But you'd think that she would probably... They're probably like, look, we don't need to do anything. Right. And that's kind of working. Yeah. So maybe her next save your voice, Adele. Exactly. Save <laughs> your voice. Keep it. Keep it fresh. And um, we'll see you at, in February at the Grammy Awards. There you go. Probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? Ooh, I know. Um, oh, let me just, uh, as I would normally say, uh, housekeeping notes. But this is in reference to Adele specifically. Uh, of course, "Hello" is the first single from her next album, uh, Twenty Five, which comes out November twentieth on XL Columbia Records or XL Recordings through Columbia Records. Um, and it is, of course, the follow-up to her album, 21, which sold about 10 trillion copies. Uh, speaking of 21, our 21 under 21 list, I did oh, that completely off no, the segue. No, but I love it. Yeah, I did it off the segue. Um, <laughs> our 21 under 21 list is up and live on Billboard.com. It's our annual ranking of music's hottest young stars. Basically, you have to be 21 or under. If you're 22, you're dead to us. <laughs> Um, Katie, I know that you were involved with this list. I was, I was tangentially involved with you the list. You were very involved because what we did was the the dot com team got together and it kind of nominated people for this list. We Me- looked at meaning the the staffers of billboard dot com, right. and we um we actually looked at last year's list and saw who's still under twenty one. That was what we first started with. Immediately, you're a contender, and yes, and then brought in some new nominations and made sure to represent every genre. We had our Latin editors in there. We had our K-pop editors involved. We had everyone bring in um, to make sure we had a nice, like, wide-reaching list. And um, so there are a lot of repeat people on the list that uh, you know did not graduate to uh, legal drinking age yet. <laughs> and um, at least in America. Our number one this year was uh, Five Seconds of Summer, which they actually have one member who is 21, but because the average age is under 21, we uh, we kept him in there. And our second uh, one on the list, which was also on last year's list, 
is Fifth Harmony, who have a member who's 22. <laughs> but once again, everybody else is tw- under 21. So in Five Sauce, mm-hmm. Five Seconds of Summer, we yes. call them Five Sauce, um, there's four guys in the group. So only one of them is under 21? No, all there's three under 21. Ashton is 21. Everybody else is. We have Michael, who's 19, Luke, who is 19, and Callum, who is 19, and then the one old man in the group, Ashton, at 21. But if he's 21, he still counts, right? Well, no, oh, it's under, under 21. Yeah, that's why we're talking averages. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how we did it for the groups. On Billboard.com, there are many lists. And sometimes these lists are ranked by a chart methodology. Um, And when those lists are done that way, we are very clear about it. Like Eminem's top five hits. Yes. This chart. No arguing it. This is. This this chart is based on his performance on the Hot 100, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes we have lists like the 21 under 21 list where it's a curated list where it's kind of like the editorial staff gets together and votes. And we've done, we've also done lists like this where like, it's like Madonna's top 10 TV performances where it's literally like me and like three other people right. on staff who are like Madonna geeks. Going, or ranking no. her albums. Yeah, or, like yeah. which one's yep. better. Yep. And yep. so when there's sort of like a personal preference thing, you, basically Billboard.com gets people into a room and they kind of like duke it out. Um, and, you know, 21, uh, 21, <laughs> 21 seconds of summer. That's a really large group. <laughs> Five seconds of summer won this year. And it makes sense. Um because, well, they also have the number one album in yeah, the country this week. Actually, that's a pretty good transition to yeah. our next. I mean, like, you know, you kind of can't argue with Five Seconds of Summer, you know, being on top of this list, especially with this week's Billboard 200. Yeah, uh, uh, Five Sauce debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 albums chart this week with their new album. Sounds good. Feels good. <laughs> There's no comma in there, though, by the way. I, th- I, kept th- I kept trying to put a comma into the album title because uh, it looks like it needs one. <laughs> but there, there isn't one. Um, So, yeah, sounds good. Feels good. Debuts at number one. It did 192,000 equivalent album units in the weekend of October 29th. Of that sum, 179,000 were pure album sales. Wow, that's pretty high. uh, Yeah, the last album did, like, over 200. Okay. So, step down. Yeah. But that's to be... still a pretty impressive performance. Yeah, to be expected. Yeah. Um... Of course, the Billboard 200 ranks the most popular albums of the week based on multi-metric consumption, which includes traditional album sales, track-equivalent albums, and streaming-equivalent albums. Combined, together we call those units. Ha-ha! And they had some stiff competition this week, because number two, you kind of would have expected, could have gotten that top spot. Had Carrie Underwood's Storyteller come out... In most other weeks, yeah. it would have been a number one yeah. album. Yeah. But this week, she has to debut at number two. Um, her new album, as I just said, Storyteller, debuts at number two. It moved 177,000 units, 164,000 of which were in pure album sales. Here's something interesting about Carrie. Uh, it is the fifth studio album from her, and all five have reached the top two on the Billboard 200 chart. That makes her the only country artist to have seen their first five studio albums reach either numbers one or two Wow! on the chart. Uh, she debuted at number one. No, she debuted at number two. Some her, Hearts. Yes, yeah, Some Hearts. <laughs> guess what album she was stuck behind? Oh, um... You'll never guess. <laughs> or would you like to guess? Uh, it's someone that I like a lot. Interesting. So Madonna? Madonna... This is 2005. Yeah, was that um, 
is that dance floor confessions on a dance floor confessions on a dance yeah. floor yeah number one album <laughs> um but then uh carrie followed it up with three straight number ones carnival ride play on and blown away uh, then after that, she released uh, the compilation Greatest Hits Decade Number 1, which debuted and peaked at number 4. And then after that came Storytelling. Okay. So yeah. we're removing the Greatest Hits from the scenario just to talk about studio, studio albums. albums. Yep. Um, and also this album debuts at number 1 on our Top Country Albums chart. Mm-hmm. And that is her sixth number 1. Wow. Because all five of the studio sets plus the Greatest Hits all hit number 1. Who else is in the top 10 this week? I know. Um, Andrea Bocelli debuts in the top 10 on the Billboard 200 with his new album, Cinema, Cinema. I actually, well, I spoke with Andrea on the phone. Sort of. Segway. I had an Italian interview with him, and so he had a translator. I wish. He had a translator on the phone. So I I spoke, I gave the questions to her. She asked them of Andrea, and then I heard him answer in Italian, and then she translated for me. Did it sound romantic? I did hear him say the album out loud, and they call it Cinema. Oh, Cinema. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, so fun fact there. Cinema. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really it was a really great interview. It was really fascinating to hear him answer in Italian and hear some words that I could understand and and some words that I very much couldn't. So did you ask about him? Because on the album he has um, guest stars Ariana Grande and Nicole Scherzinger. Mm-hmm. Did you ask him anything about either of those two ladies? Yes, um, I we spoke about Ariana and he just said that she has the voice of an angel. The voice of an angel. <laughs> and he was very um, excited that she wanted to sing with him. And also I shared with him that you know she'd been tweeting about what an honor it was to to get to be on a song with him. And I asked if he had seen any of that feedback from her. And he said how flattered he was because he really wanted specifically to perform with her and was also very impressed with her Italian because she sings an Italian on the song. She is Italian. isn't She She is. Yeah. That's her background. But yes, this was the first song that she's ever sang an Italian on though. Wow. And then I asked about Nicole as well. And he said that he had heard her voice before, but then he got a chance to perform with her and he said that she was the embodiment of femininity. Wow. <laughs> That's how he described Nicole. It was very lovely. And, um, I don't know what that means. Then the third uh, feature mm. that he has on the album is actually his wife. I asked, oh, how about performing with her? And it's like, well, I have a special place in my heart for her because we're married. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, because we're married. Yeah, so it was a really lovely interview. And that will be on Billboard.com this week. Oh, cool. Um uh, I have no real great segue, but the CMA Awards are this Wednesday. Well, right? We're just talking about Carrie. Well, yes, who is ta- co-hosting? Carrie Underwood, who's co-hosting the CMAs again with Brad Paisley. I think it's like their eighth time. Maybe they have like, that. like the most fun hokey <laughs> like <It's>, rapport. <laughs> it, if, if, if even if you're not like a big country geek, uh, you, you always have to watch their yeah. opening monologue because yes. it's always such a hoot. Yes. They um, sing a lot. Like, they'll make up little parody songs, and uh, it's really fun. And and they always, like, I mean, they're they're going to have a field day with, with the Republic. With Blake and Miranda? Well, with Blake and Miranda. Um, and, and Blake already said this. Yes. On, um... Uh, He's ready for it. Yeah, he already said it on um, I think it was Seth on Seth Myers. Myers, yeah. Thank you. Save me. He's He was like, you know, we already know it's going to happen. Expecting the jokes. He's like, you know, it's their job. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and they always do it with kid gloves. Oh, yeah. And also they're all family. They're all friends, yeah. They're all friends. They're all family in Nashville, and they can all, like, sort of, like. Take it. Yeah. It's, it, it, so that'll be something to tune in for. I look forward to seeing uh, Carrie and, and Brad talk about the Republican uh contenders oh donald trump is definitely going to be a topic lord oh yeah um you know i mean 
because they're they're equal opportunity. Yes, Mio, because they 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 punched at Obamacare uh, Mm -hmm. a a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. They 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 pretended to try to like get Obamacare on stage with a laptop, and they. Uh, oh, twenty fourteen. Oh yeah. Anyway, (laughs) Um, so yeah, you know, you should watch it at least for the opening with Carrie and Brad, and they could have their own like like variety show. Hee haw, twenty (laughs) fifteen. Crossed with Sunny and Cher. Yes. They're very Sunny and Cher-like. Yes, totally. Um, sort of. And <laughs> kind of. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Watch the CMAs this Wednesday. Um, next week's Billboard 200 chart. Um, you know, I, I reached out to my normal industry forecasters to see what could be number one on the Billboard 200 next week. Since we already think that Adele is probably going to hold at number one on the Hot 100, barring some crazy last-minute Ariana Grande takeover. On the on the album chart, though, not a whole lot came out this past week. Yeah, so it could be one of those weeks where um, Carrie holds on mm-hmm. and moves up because she's hosting the CMAs. Yeah, and I think she's performing. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so you'll have the love from that, which could hold her. Yes, or it could be just sort of like a really kind of like weak number one, like. Oh, now that's what I call Music 56. Mm-hmm. Slips in with kind of like a mediocre number, like mm-hmm. a mediocre number meaning a debut uh, sales figure. Um, there's also, in terms of new albums that came out that that look to be interesting, I don't know exactly how interesting in terms of high debuts they'll be. Um, there's a new Elvis Presley album. Oh, with the uh, London uh, Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh. I like the way Katie's looking at our list going, oh, I didn't know about that I one. I honestly didn't. It's called If I Can Dream. Uh, they take, I think it's, they take existing, obviously he's not around, so they can't, he's not recording new vocals. They're taking existing vocal tracks and recording them with new music by the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, so it's like Burn in Love with a full string section. <laughs> um, and one of the songs on the album is actually a cover of Fever, you give me fever. Mm-hmm. I think he recorded it for uh, Elvis is back in like '62, maybe. Um, and the new version also features Michael Bublé. Oh, so it's Elvis and Michael Bublé with the London Philharmonic Man, Orchestra. It's a actually kind of cool. On there, yeah. Um, so that could do well. And then also, there's a new compilation album called "We Love Disney." Um, and Katie actually talked to the producer of the album. Yes, David, David Foster, Foster, super producer. What is this We Love Disney thing? Um, it's basically a bunch of classic Disney songs sung by new music superstars. So we have Ariana Grande on there, Tori Kelly, Neo, uh, Jason Derulo, Fall Out Boy, Gwen Stefani. Like the list goes on. It's a ton of people. It's like Gwen Stefani doing When You Wish Upon a Star. I think she does the Rainbow Connection, actually. Rainbow Connection. Yes. Since, you know, Disney bought the Muppets, so right. now, <laughs> now she sense. can do that. Does anyone do any Winnie the Pooh songs? Um, no Winnie the Pooh. Um, Fall Out Boy does a Jungle Book song, I Want to Be Like You, and that's actually pretty fun. It's like just a straight Fall Out Boy song, but with Disney lyrics, with you the know? And um, uh, yeah, but it's a it's a really great fun album. It's actually been a hit series around the world before this one. There was a it started in France and uh, it j'adore Disney. Yes, exactly. And Disney j'adore. So it's a it's a proven formula. You know, people love Disney. You wouldn't know that I took French for like six and a half years. <laughs> but yeah, so the David Foster interview was really great. That we talked Julie, about how he. <laughs> 
David talked about how he got all these artists to get involved and how it was actually a really easy sell because they all love Disney and that most of them came pitching their own songs, their own favorites from their childhood. And, you know, he made all the arrangements and they're all very different. Neo does kind of a big band version of a friend like me from Aladdin. Oh. So, I mean, everything's just really across the board. There's a country version of Let It Go by Lucy Hale and Rascal Flatts. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, it was... Speaking of Let It Go... Yes. Did you see uh, Taylor Swift and Idina Menzel doing Let It Go? Of course. On Halloween. Halloween. In Tampa, Florida at Taylor's 1989 concert. Taylor in a snowman mini. (laughs) Taylor in an Olaf costume. Uh, It was so, it was just so great. It was so cute. This tour has just been so much fun. All the people that show up on stage. I wonder if she's going to do the same thing when she goes overseas. Yeah, we'll see. Because the show's going to China now. Maybe she can get some international superstars involved. That would make sense. Like, if you're in that particular territory. Yeah. Like, if you're in New Zealand, you bring out Gautier. Is he from New Zealand? Lord? Lord. <laughs> that one, well, she's already come out on tour. Yeah. If you're in Australia, do you, like, have, like, ACDC come out and you do, like... Um, hopefully. That's amazing. <laughs> or Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, there you go. Maybe physical. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Though Olivia's in Vegas right now Uh-oh. with her own show. We'll, we'll figure, we'll give Taylor some suggestions. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, anyway, sorry, I digress. But yeah, you talked to David Foster about the new We Love Disney album, which could do pretty well on next week's Billboard 200 albums chart. Um, we talked about Ariana Grande earlier. Um, Ariana has been popping up throughout the show. She's on the We Love Disney thing. She's, She's on, on Andrea Bocelli's, Andre, Andre and Bocelli. she has a brand new Focus. single. What do we think of... The new single, Focus. You know, I actually saw a quote from her from Friday night when she performed Focus for the first time at the iHeartRadio Theater. She said she called it Problems Little Sister. Oh. And I was like, that is perfect, because I totally feel like you listen to it and you're like, oh, it's like got a very problem vibe, but totally different. Yeah, because it has it sort of, it has, well, there's the horns. Horns. There's the kind of spoken chorus-esque. Focus on me. Yeah. Which was also revealed at that same event. Who sings the focus on me? Yeah, fo- that's fo- focus on me. She was asked that question during a Q and A session at iHeartRadio Theater, which our intern Mallory got to attend, and uh, she revealed that it's Jamie Fox hmm. doing his best mystical. <laughs> Did she actually say those words? Uh, no, of course no, not. But she said us. it was Jamie Fox. Yeah, because it does it does sound like mysticals uh, shake ass <laughs> Sh- or shake it or fast. danger. Yeah, any, <laughs> anything where mystical kind of, you know, does a mystical thing. Uh, um, Yeah, it is very much like Problems Little Sister. So it's probably going to have a very big week, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't have I don't have a sales forecast yet, so I don't know what it's going to do. But I think right now um, it's behind Adele. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. It's, it's just that time of year. Every week there's going to be some hot new single that drops out of the sky. Yep. Um, but now I think it's time to move on to... Our Megan Trainer interview. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, we actually talked to Megan a couple weeks ago. Uh, she was doing some press uh, for the new video game Just Dance 2016. She has a song in the game plus an additional song that is part of, I think, the bonus content of the game. Um and so we went and talked to her in person, and um, we talked about the game, yes, and how evidently now her cousins think that she's cool because she's in the game. I guess they didn't think that she was cool beforehand. Come on, cousins. Really? <laughs> um, and we talked about um, her new song that's in the Peanuts movie, uh, Better When I'm Dancing. 
Which is a really adorable video if you haven't seen it yet. The video is adorable, and her her oh her dad is in it. Her dad's in the video, and I didn't. I and I was wondering when I saw the video for the first time. I'm like, who's the older gentleman at the end of the video? It turns out it's her dad, and we talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess some of her other family members are in the video as well. And we talk about the video. We talk about um, her uh, health issues uh, and her vocal voice, yeah. her voice issues. We talk about working on new music. We talk about. What an amazing year she's had. Um, We talk about a lot of stuff. And she was lovely. And at the end of the interview, well, anyway, listen to the interview first. And then we'll talk about what happened at the interview, at the end of the interview. So here's our chat with Megan Trainer. Hello, Megan Trainer. Hello, hi. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, We are here in fabulous... Venice slash Los Angeles mm-hmm. slash Abbott Kinney mm-hmm. to talk about Just Dance 2016. 2016. 2016. I, I, I yes. shouldn't call it 2016. I got you. No, it's like especially announced. There's a special. Pronounced I screwed it up. You That's it why up. you're the representative today. That's why today. I'm here. Hello, yeah. hi. Megan Trainer. Um, and you have, two so- you have two songs in Just Dance. Two. Not two. one, but two. Now, the avatar that's in the game, mm-hmm. is that actually you? No. Okay. I wish I was her. She's pretty flawless. Look at her. Uh Green pants and all. Well, you're flawless too. Thank yeah. <laughs> um, did you have any say as to like the dance moves or anything that's in the no, game? No, no, they didn't ask me, but they kind of nailed it. Yep. It's very difficult. It's a challenge, but also they use some of the video moves, which I love. I, I have you been dancing today? I did it have twice you, today, and I'm sweating. I'm not making you dance. Okay, thank you. Because Buzzfeed was just in here. I'm like, they probably made. And her I can't dance. win. I've only lost and tied. I'm not good. They haven't, they haven't, you guys haven't rigged it for her? No, it's like, it's fun. It's a challenge. It oh. makes you want to keep doing it. It makes it's, you want to dance? It makes dance. me competitive, yes. Just makes you just dance. Just better, better, <laughs> better off dancing, better yes. keep on dancing. Better when I'm dancing. Better when I'm dancing. See, there's a segue there. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the new song from the Peanuts movie. Bridge, got it, yes. Yeah, I'm, you know, yep. sort of halfway good at this. Yeah. Um, which I'm super stoked about. Did you write the song for the movie? Yeah, they approached me, the directors wow. and all, and they brought me in L.A. to see some clips. And they were not finished clips. They were like pre. So I got to see what it looks like, like before they're done. Stick figures dancing yeah. around. Yeah, stick figures and, and like just all green on one side and twitchiness. So it was like a, what, like the a year and a half ago? The words weren't even moving with ago? their mouth. I don't know. Well, actually, I don't, I don't like know a year when. Ago. Yeah, yeah, it was a while ago, and they showed me certain clips of the movie, and I had to imagine it finished. And they said we want something with a positive message to encourage Charlie to be confident, and we want it to be about dancing because he's going to learn how to dance. But you'll see that in the movie. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then you're animated. The video just came out the other day. You're animated and dancing in the video with the, the music characters. video. Yeah. yeah, we did that literally like last week. Really? Wow. Put it all together. That's a, a fast week. turnaround. Uh huh. <laughs> it was. I got sick. <laughs> you, why'd you get sick? Just, you, you're getting sick days. too much. I have to I'm say. I'm working on it. We're fine. It's because I'm losing sleep. I gotta sleep more. Yeah, that's the see. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You've had a very busy year. In the past year, you've had five top forty hits on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. Wow. Number one album on the Billboard 200 with the title. Oh my God. Two Billboard Music Awards. How do you know all this? I work at Billboard. <laughs> um, I would like to think I'm halfway prepared. You should be. Yeah. If I wasn't, good. that would really be stupid. Oh, you killed um, it. And then at the Billboard Awards, you said something that was so cool, and you, I'm sure it was all a blur. After it was. The, at, in the press room, you, you talked to me, and you said that like a year or two beforehand, you had a vision board with the Hot 100 on it. I did. And then you're at the awards, and you won the Hot 100 Song of the Year. Oh, yeah. You know, not, How not too shabby. How freaky is that? <laughs> you did pretty all right. It was I. It's How has the cool. past year been for you? Is it just all like just a big blur? 
It is a blur. And you don't remember or believe that it actually all happened. But then uh, in my house, I put my Billboard Awards up right near my bedroom. So every time I go in my room, I'm like, yes, there's my achievements. <laughs> are, they, are they like on a bookshelf in a hallway? The house that I'm renting has like special little shelves with lights on them, you know? And that's what sold me. I yeah. was like, great, so I could put the awards there. <laughs> Clearly, they, they're like, they're like, we have a celebrity coming yeah. through. Let's turn, on the, place, let's turn on the glamour lighting <laughs> for her awards. It's nice and they dim too, so it can be like aggressive. You have dimmers just for your just award lights. Okay, well, it's a hallway, but it's basically for the awards, yes. This sounds very <coughs> incredibly glamorous. <laughs> it's nice. Are you much of a gamer like yourself? Do you have like games I on the tour I got two brothers, bus? so we, yeah, we brought Xbox on the tour, and I grew up playing like, you know, Halo and Guitar Hero and all that. And all the, the sort of dance type games like oh, this. All of them. All of them. Every single one of the Just Dance games Absolutely. you own. Absolutely. Yes. What? Now? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolute Mont? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I'll just, we'll just make Keep up going. stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, we're good Aww. at this. Um, I would imagine that uh, doing this is kind of like a cool idea, like to be sort of part of a game. Just having your music in the game is cool enough, but like also being sort of part of something that is, you know, getting people active and involved. Yeah. It's not like a sedentary thing where you're just sitting there on the couch. It's actually a fun thing. No, you it's get like up get and up, move. move, sweat. It's all about dancing. I sweat just one time doing it. <laughs> it was great. It's great. But it's mostly cool um, for me because my family, I got little cousins, which I put in the music video. You'll see them. They're adorable. They're all in the front row. Uh, from like one to thirteen, in and in the peanuts video. Yeah, I flew him out and I put him in the music video with my father. You got to well, see him; he's okay, in it. No, I saw. I've seen the video. Oh, at the very end of the, the video, there, there's an older gentleman who's right to your right. Padre. That's your dad. Yup. I was like, who's that older you guy? Can't you can't recognize him with the Grammys. <laughs> I don't remember. It's okay. Same. But, but I was like, he must be someone important to you. Oh yeah. Because you had a moment. I'm like, all right, who is he? Yep. Yeah, dad. my father. That's cool. So cute. But my my little cousins. Like, you know, seeing me on TV, on Nickelodeon, all that stuff, they, they're like, yeah, yeah. I was like, did you see me on there? Like, isn't it cool? I'm, I'm your famous cousin. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah cool, whatever. Cool. But not, not until this moment was I, like, like when, because they love Just Dance, a video game. So now that my song's going to be in it, now they're like, all right, now you're, you're a superstar. Legit. Yes, dude. This is what's making it happen for them, <laughs> these little kids. <laughs> Finally. Even the music video, my little cousin was like, how many times do you have to do this scene? And it was just one, like, one chorus just over and over again. And I was like, smile. Smile. <laughs> Turn it on. But this makes me cool, for sure. Wow. Um, are you working on, I have no segue, are you working on more music right now? Um, <laughs> on accident, sometimes if I have um, nights off, I'll head to the studio because I'll have an idea that's just killing me. So um, I haven't started officially yet mm -hmm. on working on the next album, but. I'm not going where Ellen went. I'm not going there. Thank you. Yeah. Don't do that. I'm, I'm not, no. Don't. I'm it's not, not a there. thing. Okay. I'm also not on TV. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm, and I want to ask about like music stuff because you're a songwriter, but also an artist. And so right now, Rascal Flatts has a song of yours that's moving up yes. our country charts. That's unbelievable. One of my favorite songs of the past year was a song that you did not sing on, Sledgehammer by Fifth Harmony. Yep. Which, I don't know, are you familiar with like a lot of girl groups out of the UK? Like, yeah. Like Girls Aloud and The Saturdays. When I heard that, I'm like, this sounds like perfect UK British girl group pop mm -hmm. music. I don't know if that was the intention, but. No, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that was just a song that, because I'm with L.A. Reid and the girls are on my label. They're like, I, hey, Megan, can you give us a song? I played it for him just throwing out songs for the last album, like, and he remembered it and was like, this is my Fifth Harmony song. I was like, okay, sure, fine, yeah. So it could have been something on your album, but then it ended up being on their album instead. Yeah, you can actually hear 
Yeah, yeah, never mind. You can what? <laughs> there's I a demo like floating left, around. I feel like they left some backgrounds on oh, there. Oh, there's still some of you somewhere on the yeah, record. Yeah, so it's like a nice like, oh, I did that song. Mm. I, I <laughs> there, it's, it, how do you determine like when you're What's writing songs, like which ones do you keep and which ones do you give it's away? It's tricky. The it's ones really that are tricky. like more personal, you just hold some on to? Some stuff I'm, like I wrote recently for Fifth Harmony because I wrote. Because I work on the new album like right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you know, I, I wrote uh, on this track that was, it started out sounding like too hardcore for me, mm -hmm. for my music. So I knew like, okay, I can write this for them. You could be hardcore. And I did. Why yeah. can't you be hardcore? Well, it was, I don't know. It was like, uh, I don't know. I wrote the rap. I don't know. I, I love that stuff, but it doesn't sound like any of my other songs. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's tricky. You can do whatever you want to I just felt it in my heart. Megan. I was like, this is a Fifth Harmony song. All right. Called Cinderella. Okay. It's called Cinderella. Tinderella. Tinderella? Yeah. It's like Tinderoni. It's a Bobby uh, Brown reference. You're not yeah, going to get that, no. maybe. Just say But that's yeah. a lyric in the song. Tinderoni? Yeah. Wow. You'll hear. <laughs> if it gets on the album. Who knows? It, who knows what could happen? No one knows. That's the music biz. Um, last question I want to ask you. I think you're, this is the first time tonight that you're performing kind of like a proper like mini concert. Sure, yeah. Since your throat surgery and the vocal rest Absolutely. and everything. How are you doing right now health-wise? I know everyone's been asking you, but I mean, girl. I'm good. I'm good. great. I, uh, today was the first vocal lesson I had on my uh, face, uh, what FaceTime. Is it? FaceTime with Eric Vitro, my vocal coach. It was the first vocal lesson that did not hurt at all. That's good. Because usually when I warm up, it still hurts because there's one part like where the surgery was. But like this today was the day I said, it does not hurt. And I'm not lying. We don't want you to hurt. No. So it was great. And we're done. And we're done. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. You're easy to talk to. Well, you know, I try. Yeah. You can come back anytime. All right. We're, we're billboard. We're nice. <laughs> all right. Now we're done. Okay. Bye. I'm all about the so much Megan that was lovely and you were awesome to speak with and I want to say at the end of the interview after we had finished recording she was like oh give me a hug that was great she was like you know it was she was like you're you're so much you were easy to talk to I was Aww, like, oh thanks so sweet she also seems like she seems like a sweetheart yeah yeah like, she seems like legitimately like like truly cool yes um so yeah that was our chat with Megan Trainer. and you know what time it is right now Katie <gasps> what time is it Keith it's time for my chart set of the week. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, Bobby. <laughs> uh, uh, I, did that Bob's Burgers soundtrack come out yet? Oh, I don't know. I think it was the soundtrack that's supposed to come out. Oh, so. I need to write an article about Bob's Burgers <laughs> soundtrack. I'm going to get on that. Um, so this week, in 1988, on November 5th, the Beach Boys' Kokomo from the Tom Cruise film Cocktail hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. It was their so far final number one on the chart, though the band would continue to find success and continue to endure, and recently reunited for a 2012 reunion tour. Of course, Cocktail also carried on the tradition of successful music heard in Tom Cruise films. See also Risky Business, Top Gun, Mission Impossible, Far and Away. <laughs> That classic far and away music. Well, I actually am more familiar with Inya's Book of Days because of, I think, far and away's commercials. Oh, wow. Because Book of Days is a... Anyway, Book of Days. The Book of Days. It, yep, wait. that's Inya. Yeah, that's Inya. Sounds just like her. 
This is almost as good as me singing Woman in Love last uh, week. Almost. Almost. <laughs> but no, I think people associate Book of Days from Inya with Far and Away, just like they might associate uh, Mission Impossible, the Mission Impossible theme from mm-hmm. Adam Clayton and Larry Mullen. That was a top 10 hit, uh, the instrumental uh, version. Uh, Berlin's Take My Breath Away and, of course, of Danger course. Zone yes. from Kenny Loggins were both yes. from Top Gun. Bob Seger's I mean, Old Time in Rock and Roll. You totally glossed right over the volleyball scene with uh, Kenny Loggins doing it for the boys or whatever that song is called. What was the song called? Something Boys. <laughs> hey, yeah, hanging with the boys. <laughs> now I got to sing. Did that also involved them in towels in the locker room. Uh, was this where like Tom Cruise was like oiling up Val Kilmer at any of point? Course, of course. <laughs> I don't think that actually happened. <laughs> yes, there was the volleyball scene. How could you forget? Oh, I actually did forget about that. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of like the big hit singles, that, well, hanging with the boys. <laughs> that may have been a hit. Well, we'll we'll get back to you. We'll, on we'll that. get back to you on that. Um, hey, Katie, can you name the Beach Boys' other number one singles? Oh, how many did they have? They've had four altogether. Pokemon was their fourth, as I said. Oh, wow. Okay. Are, is it like really early Beach Boys? Oh yeah, they were all in. Uh, well, yeah, they had sixty four, sixty five, and sixty six. Okay, so like California girls. Shockingly, no. Um, uh, little Deuce Coop? Nope. Help me run. Yes. Uh, woohoo. Um, uh, uh, what else? Um, man, uh, wouldn't it be nice? Nope. Is anything from Pet Sounds or that yes. era? Uh, God Only Knows? Nope. Really? Uh, Sloop John B? Nope. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this song is from Pet Sounds. Well, what's, wait, which one are you thinking? Well, then I would just be telling you. Just what tell song. me. Good Vibrations. Good Vibrations is not on Pet Sounds. Oh, whoops. Good Vibrations was made for Smile, which never actually got released. And then they did a different version of that album. That's you know, So Good Vibrations was post Pet Sounds. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. So it was like a standalone single that was supposed to be for Smile. Uh-huh. And, then Smile and then they ended up out. putting it on a different album, like once Smile kind of fell hmm. apart. Yes. So we have um, Help Me Rhonda, Good Vibrations, Kokomo, and there's one more. Ugh. Um, is it really obvious? I don't know how obvious it is. Um, 1964. Uh, that's an early one. Um, I mean, it's one of the it's it's one of their obvious tracks. As soon as I say it, you're like, oh yeah, that yeah, one. I know. I'm gonna just give it to me. I get around. Oh, okay. Round, round, get yes. around. I get around. Yeah, I get around. Woo! I get around. <laughs> I get around. All right, two out of four is not terrible. <laughs> Pretty well. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll be back next week, uh, as usual. Um, where we'll be uh, talking about the charts as as we always do. Um, Katie, do you have any parting words? Uh, just you know, I'd like I'm gonna go search where Kokomo is now <laughs> if it exists. <laughs> You're gonna go search for a Kokomo. <laughs> we'll get there faster if we take it slow. <laughs> That's where we want to go. Down to Kokomo, Janique. Obviously, we have, have to play drink. this song now, right? We're going out on the song. <laughs> yes, we're going <laughs> to. Let's go out on the Beach Boys Kokomo. Outstanding. And uh, thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you. Down in Kokomo.